First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Well, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, how does the five-factor model of personality relate to the development of mental health disorders? So can personality traits predict mental health disorders or symptoms of mental health disorders? There's a lot of information available about this, and the shorter answer is yes, there is some connection, some association between personality traits and mental health symptoms, but there are also certain personality traits that don't seem to have hardly any association with mental health symptoms. So first, let's take a look at the five-factor model. I'll go over it briefly here. The five-factor model can be remembered by the acronym OCEAN, O-C-E-A-N. So you have openness to experience. So people that are open to experience are intellectually curious, adventurous, tend to experience emotions intensely, and tend to fantasize. Then we have conscientiousness. Individuals that are conscientious tend to be low on impulsivity and highly organized. Extroversion is the next one. Extroversion is related to positive emotions and being social. Agreeableness, the fourth trait. Agreeableness is associated with valuing cooperation over competition being trusting, and being modest. And the last personality trait, neuroticism. And neuroticism, high neuroticism, is associated with unstable mood. So an individual who's high in neuroticism is more easily upset than somebody who's low in neuroticism. So how do these personality traits tie in with mental health symptoms or mental health disorders? Well, first, it's important to understand that we're going to see more mental health symptomology on the extremes of these personality traits. And this is more true for personality disorders than non-personality disorders, but it's really true across the board for mental health disorders. So individuals who are toward the middle of any of these personality traits would be less likely to have mental health symptoms. So I'm gonna be looking at the extremes here. So let's start with openness to experience. At the high end of openness to experience, there's an association with schizophrenia, 
and bipolar disorder. There's also some association in research with schizotypal personality disorder. That's a little more controversial. And even with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, there is research that shows it's not associated. So there's mixed findings when it comes to openness to experience. At the low extreme of openness to experience, we sometimes see depressive symptoms. That's more associated with depressive symptoms. Then moving to conscientiousness. At the high end of conscientiousness, somebody who's at the extreme high of conscientiousness, we see an association with obsessive compulsive disorder. At the low levels, the extremely low levels of conscientiousness, we see an association with substance use disorders, antisocial personality disorder, and depressive disorders. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Moving to extroversion. At the extreme highs of extroversion, there's an association with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And we see certain attention-seeking behaviors at that extreme. At the low end of extroversion, we see depressive symptoms and anxiety symptoms. Next, we have agreeableness. Now, at the high end of agreeableness, there are some dependent traits, not necessarily dependent personality disorder, but just dependent traits. And at the low end of agreeableness, that's not really associated with really any mental health symptoms. Interestingly, agreeableness altogether as a personality trait has very low association at the high end or the low end with any mental health disorders or any mental health symptoms. This brings me to neuroticism. Now, neuroticism is a little different because neuroticism is the most strongly associated with mental health symptoms and mental health disorders. At the high end of neuroticism, we see an association with depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, and really almost all of the personality disorders. At the low end of neuroticism, we see more risk-taking behaviors. Now it's worth noting, we also see more risk-taking behaviors at the high end of extroversion and the low end of conscientiousness. So of all the personality traits, agreeableness predicts mental health symptoms the worst, and neuroticism predicts mental health symptoms the best. Now, when talking about the five-factor model, specifically with personality disorders, there has been a lot of discussion over many years about not using the current definitions of personality disorders, but rather switching to the five-factor model as a way of categorizing the behaviors and the symptoms that we see associated with personality disorders. It's not really clear where this discussion is going. As I mentioned, it's been going on for a long time. But there are some advantages and disadvantages to moving away from the classic definition of personality disorders over to the five-factor model. In terms of disadvantages, the five-factor model, to use that to diagnose mental health disorders, would be extremely complex. One model that I was looking at had over 100 maladaptive traits that would have to be mapped for each individual. So that would be much more complex 
than the list of criteria we see, for example, with paranoid personality disorder or schizoid personality disorder. One of the advantages to this, however, with this increased complexity would be that a diagnosis under the five-factor model would be individualized and precise. Another feature I like using the five-factor model over the personality disorder model is that it's much more positive. So the five-factor model personality, when those traits were assessed with an individual, yes, you'd certainly talk about some of the maladaptive traits, but you could also talk about some of the positive traits, some of the personality traits that are associated with productivity and longer life expectancy and better socializing and deep analytic thought. So we could talk about positivity and, of course, talk about some of the areas that need to be addressed in terms of maladaptive traits. Now, again, this is just a theory. The five-factor model being used for personality disorders could be something that never happens or it could be far in the future, but it's an interesting discussion. And whether or not that specifically happens, whether personality disorders are abandoned and the five-factor model is moved in, I think we can still learn a lot from the five-factor model. And there has been continued research to see how the five-factor model relates to mental health symptoms and mental health disorders. I think it's worthwhile this research continues. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.